Every story needs a hero, and every story needs a villain. Welcome back. I am true. Well, this subject is going to be kind of a two-parter, and the first part of it I'm doing solo. The next one I'm hoping to have a guest because it's going to really broaden this subject out from just this solo episode. And to be fair, I covered the subject of projection and projecting in episode three, I think. But I'll be honest with you, back in those golden years of this podcast that I do, way back in the day, uh, my first few episodes, I do not like. I did them because it's important to start something and then get better at it. So the first few episodes, while people tell me, oh, they're good, well, thanks, but I know that I could do better on a couple of those subjects. And this is a subject that has a lot of depth to it. So let's get right into it. Everyone carries a shadow, and the less it is embodied in an individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it will be. Thank you, Carl Jung, for that quote, the father of shadow work. People with a false sense of confidence Generally, they've suppressed the worst parts of themselves. And in doing so, their egos convince them that they can do no wrong. All right. Think of it like this. Those in authority positions project. Those in subservient positions receive. Kids generally don't project to parents. Worker bees don't project to their bosses. Those in power project their ideals of what is right, correct, and true onto others or the masses. In their minds, they're serving for good when really it's because they think everyone is below them and wrong and weak. We covered this a little bit in episode three, like I said, but What's coming after this is heavily linked to a specific topic that a guest we've had on before had alluded to. Projection is loosely defined. What we think is true or what we see in others is in our own heads because we place our own faults and shortcomings onto others so we don't have to face them. So the greater amount of power someone has, the more they have the ability to judge because they think they have the right to. Is this sounding like politics in America? A little bit? Is there a good reason for that? And see, those in power pushing these projections of how they see these groups of people they can end up convincing these groups of people or other people of the groups of people they're projecting onto what reality really is. Sounds like media and politics now, huh? 
You remember the shit show known as 2020? It wasn't too long ago. That was one giant power-based psychological cage, basically, that political media took various groups and pushed them into to get stuck in, and people ended up believing it. And you had this massive division because of all these projections, these over-bloated or over-exaggerated ideas of groups of people or political sides that mostly either weren't true or it was just made up. We see it with social media also. Uh, I've been witness to things like, I'm just going to say it, bro culture in social media fitness where those that simply just work out, they just go to the gym and work out as if it's something that's amazing. I love fitness, don't get me wrong, but you're just going to a gym and fucking working out. Every, you know how I many people have gym memberships? Congratulations, you went to the gym today. That's awesome, but so did 20 million other people. But somehow, people that think because they get up and they have the motivation to work out that they're lions and wolves and nothing can break them and their mentality is iron. And everyone else is just weak and lazy. Now, unless you let go of this bloated hyper-alpha male motivational brain, you'll continue to view everybody else as less than. So in doing work on our shadow and learning what our true wisdom and knowledge is based in curiosity, based in factual information, and learning from others that are different than us, learning from others that are different than us, where they come from, what their truths are, why they believe what they believe, how they were raised, what their struggles are, then that takes away any sort of power that these projections based in an illusion from people in authority try to put onto the world. I kind of described a little bit of intersectionality there, and we'll get to that down the road. But learning about other people and where they come from, that's kind of tied into it. Once you do that, a false projection about those people goes away. The power goes away. So on a personal scale, not just talking about large groups of people or the world, if somebody refuses to accept their villain parts, they see it in others. So on a personal scale, smaller scale, if someone refuses to accept their villain parts, they see it in others around them and failing to connect the dots between their own darkness and the perceived negative in others. It's like saying, I don't want to recognize my hatred for group X. So I'll believe group X are hateful people themselves and create a reality where this is my truth. They try to have group X hold this darkness that they refuse to hold themselves. And every person, man, woman, and child, every human, more or less all has the same psychological stuff just brewing in them. Impulses range from wanting to control or follow, to dominate or to serve, to be correct or to be punished, to be right or wrong all various degrees on a lesser or amplified level. 
But coming to terms with all of this freaks people out. So they decide to take the parts that freak them out and push them on to others in the world. It's too much for them to deal with. It's too much for them to admit that they have that. It's too much to admit that this dark side is inside them. And I'll give you an example, personal story time. Because I was around a really shitty father growing up, who was an asshole towards women, and I got signals from my mom that women deserved better in my youth, I spent a better part of my adult male life projecting any primal male behavior or thoughts that I had onto all our guys in the world that all men are fucking creeps and womanizers. When really what I was doing was suppressing my enjoyment of the BDSM kink world, which I've alluded to before, that I spent time in when I was younger. But I did that because suppressing it, I was thinking that if people knew these parts about me, I would be viewed as another perverted straight guy. All right. Once I accepted that these parts of my sexuality were in me, I stopped my need to project it to others. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of guys are still fucking creeps. You don't need me to tell you that, right? But not all. And it's something that I just stopped concerning myself with as I would rather focus on embracing and loving these parts of myself, which I have. So in turn, this projection, I found its root. I dealt with the root. And slowly it went away. And I was able to kind of integrate a part of my shadow self. Right? Right. So it is wise to look at a bias that you have or something that harshly irritates you about others. You gotta ask yourself, do I actually do this thing that others do that irritates me supposedly? Am I denying it? Good way to do this is you sit down with a pen and paper or a keyboard in your computer, just something to write with or something to type on, and list your personal five favorite qualities about yourself. Okay? And don't make it like something superficial. I'm talking about good, you know, deep qualities about yourself. And then I want you to write down the opposite of those qualities. For example, if you feel that you're a compassionate human being, then you would write down, you know, malice or spiteful or something to that degree. That's the opposite to it. Now look over those five opposite traits. These are likely traits of your villain. Okay. Take those five traits, envision what the villain looks like. Maybe it's you, but, you know, with a monocle and a trench coat on. I don't know. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has an idea of what their shadow self might look like. Maybe it has a face. I don't know. Mine does. But you start to kind of get a picture of these five dark qualities then I want you to look at how you react physically, emotionally, mentally when others make you feel these emotions. It's a good indicator. And that is usually when people shy away from doing shadow work. 
So to do this little exercise, you got to be a little bit brave, which I know many of you are. The Faithful 14 are goddamn warriors out there, and I love you. But if you've never done this before, because I get asked a lot, how do I do shadow work? Well, not just posting a meme, sorry. We love our memes, but no, that's not how it works. You got to do actual homework, and it starts with that. What is a bias that you might have that you're denying that you have? What is something that people do that irritates the shit out of you? You got to ask yourself, am I denying that I actually do this or am I just thinking that everybody else does this thing? Opposite of your favorite qualities about yourself. Really look into those. Try to trace them back to why you might feel these things, why you might have these negative emotions inside yourself. And then you might be on the right track. So now you know about your projections. And you're now about to know a little bit more of who your villain is. So look at your projections. Look really deep at them. Because the next episode we do is going to be all about how they are tied into larger biases, larger misunderstandings. It's going to be a good one, so stay tuned. But for now... You got some homework, kids. Get to it. 